They had chicken scented clogs. Hang on. No, they. What? Yeah. You piqued my interest on clogs. You lost me on chicken. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmari, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. This is for our segment, Musk You, Musk You Really, featuring me talking about Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Okay, what is this guy? I mean, I don't even know what to think of him. I don't want people to get listeners to get the impression that I think he's awesome. And I, I, he's just a spectacle. I'll put it that way. I'm not, I'm not giving him a thumbs up or thumbs down. I just can't look away. HBO is developing a new series about Elon Musk and the rise of SpaceX. And it's HBO and Channing Tatum are working on the series. Really? Yes. I don't. So he's executive producing. He sadly is not playing the part of Elon Musk. And I'm sure when Elon Musk read this, he was like, really? He's not? Because that's exactly what I look like. And I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, let's cue up some genuine pony. Yes. And I'm going to show you. Yes. Exactly. Move so move. the series will follow. <laughs> but then he's like, no, we're going to do another movie called Magic Musk. Magic Musk. I feel like if I mean I I know maybe maybe Matthew McConaughey is a little old to portray Elon Musk, but I would like to see him do the role. Yeah, <laughs> I re- I think I don't know if anyone else has enough just bravado to play to do. I mean, no one to can do a magic toot, Musk bring that to life. I mean, who else could screen. toot their own horn better than Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. He just exudes a lot of confidence. Um, but also he is one of these people who comes, the characters he plays, they're cocky, but you're like, yeah, I could deal with that person. Yeah. Yeah. He you makes know? them approachable. Yeah. yeah. He makes them approachable. It's, it's a person who's like, yeah, I have a lot of confidence, but that's not the be all end all. So the series will follow, allegedly will follow the early days of SpaceX, including the launch of the first rocket. And it's based on Musk's biography, which is written by Ashley Vance. Musk is not involved in the show. Um, As I said, actor Channing Tatum will executive produce. Um, Musk has been the subject of other Hollywood projects, including a 2018 documentary. He also made cameo appearances in Iron Man 2. So apparently Tony Stark is supposedly uh, patterned after him, but I think he's saying that. No, no, he's not. It's actually patterned after him? Yeah. It's actually patterned after him. So why do I hate that character so much? And yet I, I clearly like Elon Musk. Because it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. who played yeah. him. And, and, he, and he, that's him. not, Elon Musk is not an asshole like that, I feel like. No, I don't. I mean, I don't so. know. But he also has children and he seems to care about those children. And that's not a Tony Stark kind of thing. Right, right. So, but, you know, Robert Downey Jr. has a different cockiness to him that's a little more off-putting yeah but i also think elon musk wouldn't put up with gwyneth paltrow i hope not no i don't think he would either i feel like elon musk would have like just a more regular assistant who is 10 times better at what they do but it's just like you know it's not just, mealing. just a regular just a regular 
woman. Right. Who is actually capable. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of think of like, what kind of a character, like who would play that? Like, maybe I say like a Joan Cusack. Right. Who's super capable and, you know, and gets it done. Personality. Yeah. Right. So we've got Matthew McConaughey and Joan Cusack playing. Yes. Playing in the, this early days of SpaceX. I mean, they're going to have to do a little makeup. Right. Because they're going to have to de-age. Yeah. But we've seen uh, Jeff Daniels play like a baby at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think Brad Pitt actually did Benjamin Button for his last movie. Right. Yeah. So I think it could work. It can work. Uh, Yeah. So the HBO is developing this. It's a series. It's going to be six episodes, which I think is probably five episodes too many. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be called SpaceX because, you know, no creativity whatsoever. Um, Based on Ashley Vance's biography, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. If there is no book that I will not be reading aloud it will not be that one okay <laughs> the show will follow the building and launch of the face first spacex rocket and document spacex's impact on the private space exploration industry and i'm sure the private sp- space exploration industry is like f you to this piece to this biopic yeah <laughs> we do not we do not like the way we were portrayed um yeah that's it. Right. So uh, they reached the media reached out to SpaceX and they were like, none of your business, frankly. Um, oh, so no, nothing from Elon Musk. I think maybe he is not um, involved at all. Probably. <laughs> you know? Well, no, he'll, he'll jump. No, he's he's he, involved. I don't know, because he's a public figure. And this is based on someone's biography, not autobiography. So it doesn't have to be authorized. It doesn't have to be like, I mean, I guess theoretically, because we are public figures, because we do this podcast, someone could write our our story. Really? Hmm. And be like the unauthorized is like, hey, you didn't know it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, un- the unauthorized biography of Katie Casimir and Jaquetta Samari hey. as, hey, you know it. Hey, you thought you knew it. Yeah. But you didn't know it. It's like everything you always wanted to know, but kind of didn't want to know either. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we couldn't stop them. Right. Why I would we? So. I don't know. You know what? With that, e- Elon Musk and, and you and I, we share that, I guess. Okay. Well, then I, I link arm, my arm yeah. with Elon Musk, and you can link the other arm. And, and we'll to, we, together, in solidarity. together, we can march on this, this project and stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we're not talked about by, it's a six part series. If by part four, we're not mentioned, I'm going to say I'm calling BS on the project. Okay. You know? So yeah, that's, that's it. The, the Musk, Musk you really, um, I guess they Musk. They I hope he's okay with this. Okay. The picture, the picture that they put in the Business Insider suggests that he's not happy with it. He's got his arms folded. He's looking away. Yeah. Oh, so that's the, that's the take. They couldn't get anything. They he will not authorize. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Did you see? There's a commercial. Some finance company um, strung together the leaders of the world. Who are those? Who Who is that? Uh, just like political figures, people like Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> the world, Elon Musk. When the aliens come and they say, "Who is your leader?" I'm totally gonna say Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they say they said oh, who they they're like are you feeling unsure right now and it cuts to every one of these leaders going um 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 but it leads from Angela Merkel to um, Trudeau to Trump to like all, all so the, yeah know. these are public figures so it's okay for their likeness to be used right 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 and <laughs> but they lead with Elon Musk is he saying um he's saying um yeah wow anyway that's yeah. interesting yeah again that we were not we were ask, not in there we're, they didn't ask us hey, well, I think I'm, they haven't really gotten all the leaders I mean there are many different worlds <laughs> right all right, what do you have? Okay. Well, listen to this. There is a tourist who stole some artifacts from Pompeii. Why? I know. I know, exactly. Anyway, but she returned them um, saying they've plagued her with bad luck. You know what? Jokes on, jokes on you, lady. Yeah, back in 2005, she took them and she mailed them back. So her, the woman, identified only as Nicole, sent two white mosaic tiles, two pieces of amphora vase and a piece of ceramic wall to the archaeological park of pompeii along with oh that's really bad i mean come on i can understand people picking up like a pebble or something yeah so actual pieces of the mosaic yeah and And the pottery shards come on along with the letter explaining her decision she said i wanted to have a piece of history that could be bought um said wrote the woman who said she was young and dumb at the time since Mm -hmm. returning to canada she said she suffered two bouts of breast cancer resulting in a double mastectomy and her family has also been in financial trouble we can't ever seem to get ahead in life she wrote blaming the bad luck on the tiles and this is from pompeii yeah i, I mean, wonder if the people of pompeii was like that was that's what you get <laughs> like don't don't mess with pompeii for real that's what you get yeah but like, they say that that she's not the only one who has done this and returned them they have they have gotten, um, a lot of people have done this and then reported bad luck and returned the pieces and wow. wrote letters explaining that they think that they, they have been experiencing bad luck and they're keeping all the letters as more like a, as like an anthropo uh, like an anthropological kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Like an archive? Yeah. An archive to go along with what? I like that. So, so when you go, to, if we go to Pompeii, are there warnings with their, it's like the hall of shame when someone steals from the bodega and they take a picture of you with the item and put it up on the wall. Yeah, right. it's like, <laughs> like this, this is what happened to Sally. But she thought it was cute to take a shard. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is like, nobody said that it would bring you, don't steal because it'll bring you bad luck or whatever. It's like people are, are piecing it together themselves and saying, you know, ever since I took this tile from Pompeii, so, my yeah. life has been terrible. But days are before it was like, you know, everything was rosy, housey and days, things going great, good health, good money coming in. And then the tile piece stolen and then downhill. Yeah. So is, is that it, how they're is feeling? The tremendous amount of guilt to have other people taken pieces and not felt guilty and they're just fine. Is it something like, I don't know, but whatever it is, I like it because you probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you should. Like this is like when you feel when you do something to someone and you feel bad afterwards. Like, (laughs) it's one of those. It's like an evolution. Maybe it's like evolutionary thing of being like, hey, how about not popping people in the mouth? Yeah. Again, like you see how that made you feel? Yeah. Like sure, they stopped talking, but you feel like a real asshole right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I like it. Pompeii strikes back. 
<laughs> I didn't think of no prisoners in Italy. Oh my god. They don't care. <laughs> Where did you find that? Pompeii strikes back Vesuvius too. Vesuvius too. <laughs> Italy blows its top again. And again. I like it. I think there is a Pompeii too, actually, or Sadly, I think that's an asylum film. Yeah, I think so. I think it's got to be out there. We, can't, I mean, as many original ideas as we come up with, I think this one. Yeah, asylum has gotten there. Yeah, I think they've gotten to it first. Oh. I'll check on it. Okay. I like that. Yeah, what do you have? So I would be remiss if I didn't really talk about Hallmark TV originals. Of course. And we're getting into that season where we're ready yeah. to get cozy again. Yeah, and, and what I love about Hallmark is it doesn't whatever the season is, it's time for romance, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. So this one, I got two fall ones that you can enjoy with your little steaming mug of of, of basic juice, which is what the um, the basic juice, yeah, what? basic juice. It's the pumpkin spice latte. I call it basic <laughs> juice. Just a mug full of basic. Okay. A cup like, of basic. PSL, as they call it, for those yeah. in the know. A PSL. Okay, so your fingerless gloves and, you know, it's right. a little cold. So this movie is called Love Struck Cafe. Oh. Megan Quinn. And Wait, aspiring... are there three different words? Like Love Struck Cafe. No, Love Struck Cafe. <laughs> I think the ca- it's like the, the cafe is called Love Struck. It's not no. even that. It, yeah. I would have liked that better. Um, it's a eat, pray, love struck cafe. Okay. Megan Quinn, an aspiring architect, faces multiple tasks. Wow, more yeah. than one thing. <laughs> Developing her hometown lake into a commercialized entertainment center, so gentrification. Forcing Mrs. Frances Figgins, what? Her childhood mentor, out of her family's home. And helping out at her family cafe after her father breaks his leg, all while de- all while dealing with the return of her childhood sweetheart Joe, who broke her heart. This woman is like the Lex Luthor of this town. She's she- developing the lake into an entertainment center that's commercial. She's kicking out Francis Figgins, and then she breaks her leg, and she gets her heart broken too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. No. Well. So yeah, that's Love Struck Cafe. It sounds awful. She sounds like a villain. She does. Like, I don't okay. care. I, you know. Wait, no, sorry. Her father. Her father broke the leg. She probably oh. pushed him. She oh. probably pushed him. <laughs> Megan Quinn. That's a word bad. I don't care After if she retired. Miss Figgins is, you know, giving HJs behind Amico just to have a place oh. to live. Oh. You know? She's pushing her father off a ladder. Oh. And it says dealing with the return of her childhood sweetheart. So he, people, he probably gets dealt with <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he that's. <laughs> gets dealt with. Yeah, he gets dealt with. So it says the other one, if, if that's too harsh for you, let me take you over. Let's crunch on some leaves. Let's crunch on some leaves over right. to calling for Vermont. Oh, the whole state. It's just it's it's a romantic state of affairs. Oh, that's me. I put that in. When a best-selling author decides to escape the media frenzy, you know, you know, after wins after the authors all yeah, the time. People, Stephen King can barely go to the supermarket without being 
about being attacked. So uh, when a best-selling author decides to escape the media frenzy, her plan goes awry when she's caught in a thunderstorm and crashes her car. Oh. Yeah, not quite Princess Diana, but found wandering with no memory and no ID. (laughs) Oh. Wandering. So not only has her... Her, you know, the crash has affected her memory of who she is and what she used to do. She doesn't know what to do when there's an emergency. She's just going to wander. wander. Um, so someone finds her and she's like, oh, you know, the town doctor, also a single dad, it says that, offers up his guest house until her memory returns. It's 2020. He, it, I mean, really? Wait a minute. Is this with, um, what's her name that was blacklisted from Hollywood? Julie Gonzalo? No. no. Um, but as she blends seamlessly into their family life, she must decide if the life she's been living in the, is the life she wants. So she has to decide, does she want to be a best-selling author who's who's so amazingly famous that paparazzi are following her? And that doesn't happen in America if you write something. No. Um, <laughs> But she's she escapes a media frenzy. She crashes her car because there's lightning, apparently. And she starts she wakes up as a a housewife or a, sorry, a stay-at-home mom. And that works so well for her that she has to decide if she'd rather be a best selling author or a stay-at-home mom. Oh. I'm guessing. And she says she blends seamlessly into their family life. It's a single dad. So it's a, as a guy with kids, like the only way you can seamlessly blend into that situation is to start helping in my mind. Right. Right. She's now cooking and cleaning, cooking, cleaning, helping with the homework, doing all this kind of stuff. And I mean, when I have to weigh, you know, would I rather be a single mom for someone else's damn kid or a best-selling author that's being chased across country. Because, <laughs> right, because that, I mean, and I love to read, but I wouldn't recognize any of the authors that I, some of my favorite authors, if they came up to me and smacked me in the face with their, if Mons Kalantoff threw his face, threw, you know, his book in my face, I wouldn't know who he was. It's and one of my favorite now, if she was being chased by the, the, by the paparazzi and she crashed, wouldn't they stop and help her? I, I said that. I don't know if the media, it says she's escaping a media frenzy. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there's a couple things here. First of all, media frenzy now happens online. So I don't know how you're going to escape that. Yeah, with a drive into the into the Vermont. <laughs> yes. Like, I need to get away from Twitter. Katie, let's go. <laughs> right. Let's get in the car. And go. And let's drive as far as we can from Twitter. Yeah. As far as we can from Facebook. I don't care if there's a thunderstorm. We're just, I don't care if you're tired. Just keep driving. Go. Just go. Like, we're trying to get away from a frenzy. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, with this movie, this movie that you're talking about, it's, um, there was a Christmas version of it. Mira I'm sure. There's probably a fill in the blank version of it. But she was a, um, like a, um, homemaker host. She had her home, she would, excuse me. She she had a show where she did like home. Oh, okay, okay, on television. Yeah, and so she had to get away. She's giving us some Martha Stewart. Get away, and she crashed a car, had amnesia. The town vet found her, and then she woke up and thought maybe she started writing a book, and that worked so seamlessly. She had to decide between that and going back to um, Bravo. Right. (laughs) 
basically that's it Got it's it. tough it's tough so falling for vermont uh and also eat pray love struck cafe nice all right i can't wait hallmark. to see these on, on the hallmark um yeah channel i i don't know why someone isn't doing hallmark tv original improv it must be a thing yeah i mean but it huh. well i actually i have well i have a friend i don't know if i've mentioned this before but there's a podcast a friend of mine does it's called a lifetime of hallmark oh and, no i don't think you mentioned this yeah he and two of his um friends they talk about lifetime tv originals and hallmark tv originals and apparently vivica a fox is in a series of lifetime where it's like the wrong something so like the wrong the wrong doctor or the wrong whatever it's like her series she plays different characters and they are it's like a hallmark tv original with a little bit of um peril okay but the podcast is called a lifetime of hallmark that's funny i like that um i've listened to it it's pretty funny you don't need to um you don't need to know anything about hallmark tv originals (laughs) a lifetime of hallmark with les kurt and jason um and they they're pretty regular all right so check them out. Yeah, I'm hoping that they will invite us to be on at some point. Ah, who knows more about talking about this than me? And who listens to more uninformed conversation about Hallmark than you? That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. All right. What do you have? You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. KFC. Thank God. KFC is, as was once known, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And is the, it no longer Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, it was always Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then they started calling it KFC to be hip. Probably because of Kennedy Fried Chicken, which we have up here in the Bronx. I don't oh. know if you've seen those. No, but Kentucky Fried Chicken is replacing its finger-looking-good sauce with a new name and recipe. I didn't know that was a sauce. I thought that was just a slogan. I have never I, well, eaten yeah. fried chicken from KFC. Yeah, well, it's both a slogan and it's the sauce, too. I feel like as an African-American, as an American, I've let everyone down. I also haven't been to Red Lobster. Have you had KFC chicken? Um, Yes, I have. It's very good. Do you like fried chicken? That's something that I don't see you order when we go out. No, because it's, you know. It's hard to eat. It's hard. Yeah, it's just like you don't want to eat fried food all the time. It's all up for the French fries. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, we'll save our fried for that for yeah. the potato but it is good but um kfc sauce um hits the restaurants monday featuring a sweeter tangier mix with a kiss of smokiness but that's not the that's not what i want to really talk about okay they are putting aside their um their slogan finger kentucky fried chicken is finger looking good mm-hmm. in light of the pandemic you can still lick your own fingers, people. Yeah, it doesn't. They said it doesn't feel quite right. They're pausing. It's sixty-four-year-old slogan. <laughs> what? 
I bet you there's someone there who's been trying to pause that slogan for like a decade. Yeah. And they're like, no, this time, <laughs> this pausing. time, Patrick, we're pausing it. Yeah, in light of It's health- unsanitary. It's disgusting. Use a yes. napkin. You, nobody has to lick their fingers. That's that's the new slogan. It's disgusting. <laughs> Use a napkin. Uh, in light of health guidelines urging people to wash hands and not touch their face in order to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. Um, KFC played up the pause, blurring out the slogan featuring on billboards and signs in a cheeky ad released on its YouTube page. So, that sounds like a cheap ad. They just blurred out their regular ad? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. So... So what's it now? Pause? Is that the slogan? Everybody pause? <laughs> it's disgusting. Use a napkin. <laughs> I like that. That's my slogan for KFC. It's disgusting. Yeah. So for God's sake. Man. But they but the thing is, like most fast food places, KFC is quirky tongue in cheek, sometimes hokey marketing ploys to bring customers into their stores. Fast food is a zero loyalty business with a razor thin margins. So any bump really? customers is a major win. I didn't know that. I would I didn't know that either because I feel like they <laughs> treat the workers and I've been a worker. They treat you so poorly, you get paid so little, and there's so much business. Yeah, I feel like it's like, and you stop wherever it's closest, you know, like, and you're hungry. It's not like, I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, I grew up where, when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of fast food. We had like family food, you know, like. Yeah. Mom and pop places. Mom and pop. I don't, I mean, I don't even want to say like ethnic food because it wasn't particularly you know, yeah, mom and pop kind of things. And we had, we would go to McDonald's or um, Roy Rogers. Actually, oh, yeah. I used to, I liked Roy Rogers um, as a treat. And there weren't that many of them. Obviously now they're everywhere. But sometimes when I'm driving to my mom's, and you see this in Delaware, we're like on the way there. There's that strip where it's all fast food places, yeah. Walmart, you name it. I don't know what to get. And then frequently I'm just like, you know what? Let me just grab a coffee somewhere. Yeah. And just power through. Like, I'll stop at the supermarket and, you know, like, because I'm a city person now. Like, I'm much more comfortable going, you know, into something that reminds me of a bodega. Yeah. Than going into a fast food place. Because we know this is, this is pre COVID, but like, you know, I would feel much more comfortable just dashing into a place and grabbing something that's prepared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have any loyalty as a, if I have to, also, I don't eat meat. I know that a fish sandwich is safe pretty much anywhere. Yeah. It's always fried. It's fried yeah. the hell out of Yeah, they it. fry the hell out of it. They put what is supposedly a piece of cheese on it and some type of white sauce. I call it the devil's sauce. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but I'll have that. It's or I'll have... It's supposed to be a tartar sauce, but it's... Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, but then, or I, I will go to... I used to go to Taco Bell. Oh, there you go. Because there I know I can get just, you know, some extremely, like, I don't know what, there's refried and then there's re 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 refried, which is why I think they have beans on like a tortilla. And I feel like that's pretty safe. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I don't have any loyalty. If there were signs along the road that said fish sandwich with you the devil's sauce on it, I'd go there. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just go for whatever is, whenever we're on these road trips and it's like, okay. Whatever's there, right? Whatever comes up first. What do you get usually? Because you know, like, if you're not picky about the place, like me, I'll, I'm like, does anyone have a fish sandwich? I, you know, going once, going twice. Like, what do you get? 
I usually go for fries. fries the fries and maybe I don't know some kind of fries yeah because sometimes it depends on yeah whatever is looking good that day I feel like because you I know that you eat you eat meat chicken and pork but those are dicey I feel like sometimes at a fast food restaurant oh yeah they're not real it's not real anything it's it's Whereas the fish you can't bake the fish yeah I feel like the fish they lose money on it actually yeah but did you know that some of the marketing novelties that KFC did in the past they what had, do they do? They had chicken scented clogs. Hang on. No, they. What? Yeah. You piqued my interest on clogs. You lost me on chicken. Chicken scented clogs. Chicken. Like scented... a raw chicken. Chicken scented yule logs. <laughs> what does chicken smell like? And chicken flavored edible nail polish. All right. Are you with me? Yeah, sorry. That was actually I, I lost for words. Okay, that word, I didn't, I didn't... That was a pause for laughter, a pause for effect. I literally looked at the mic, like, "What?" Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? So it's just to get people talking, I guess. And... To get small girls who have a nervous tick into your like your food. <laughs> right. <laughs> Peel and stick, or is it eat off? Edible nail polish. So when you bite your nails, you're tasting chicken. That's really not good for people, I feel like. No, no. I feel like if you're biting your nails, we already have some things to talk about. Either you have a, a deficiency in something or you're nervous. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Either way, I don't feel it's appropriate. Yeah. So, anyway, so this is... So, dropping the finger looking good slogan is just another marketing ploy for the time being, unless somebody is really concerned. And what was the new slogan? There's no new slogan. Oh, chicken oh that's right i'm sorry it was it's disgusting get a napkin get a napkin wow interesting yeah i'm i haven't i feel like there's fast food around here i don't know if there's a kfc in my neighborhood i have to be honest um i did though the other night watch harold and kumar go to white castle Mm -hmm. and apparently white castle delivers through you know the different apps i didn't know this because again i don't eat fast food yeah because i don't have a car you're not running. You're not going through a drive foot, a drive through on foot. No, I mean you can do that in my neighborhood. You can do a walk up, but then like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, like you couldn't just walk down a little bit further to like that mom and pop where they have you know, oh, right, chicharrones or something. I don't know. <laughs> like you don't, you know, if you're gonna get like something that's fried and unhealthy, why not get it from a regular <laughs> from a regular place? Yeah, like how much of a hurry are you in that you can't get an empanada? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why there's not a fast food restaurant doing that. Um, that's my favorite. Like, I like an empanada, knish, anything like that. You know? Yeah, it, it should be like all empanadas. Like, yeah, and then empanadas. you just get a, a piece of wax paper and you're on your way. Yeah, and you can get as many as you want. So mm-hmm. it's, different flavors. Yeah. It's they can be baked, they can be fried. I feel like it's just like a lot less to deal with. Yeah, um, and it's great for driving too. So easy. oh yeah, an empanada. Oh. In America. Why has nobody thought of this? I'm really hungry, so we've got to talk about something else. Yeah, let's talk about something else. So, um, hobbies. No, how about some advice on advice? Oh, yes. Advice. That will this will kill your appetite in a second. Okay. Advice on advice is a segment where we get advice on the internet that stinks. It's unqualified. Yes. And we give our own advice on that advice. Hence, advice yeah. on advice. 
So here's one classic. This is classic Dr. Tracy from 1997. I can't wait. From February of 1997. Oh, my God. Um, Dear Dr. Tracy, I think I really blew it. Yeah. I met this girl at the library. She was teaching a computer class, and we got to be good friends. She is a Mormon, so she didn't want to do sex. Which is okay with me. I love it. I, I imagine this is like when you know when you grow up and you're not in the majority religion. Yeah, you just have to deal. Right, right. right. So I imagine this guy is in Utah. He's like, yeah, you know, everyone's Mormon. She's a Mormon. She didn't want to do sex. Fine. Uh, she's a really great person. She used to watch my dog. I'm an air airline pilot and take care of my house. I basically spent every evening with her. She even spent a weekend in intensive care with me when I got sick after a flight. Oh. She runs a church group for singles in her house, and I met someone there. <laughs> he didn't say he was a Mormon, yeah. so I, I don't know. Or the, I don't know. I don't know that culture. I don't know if there are differences for men or women in yeah. terms of conduct. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um, so I met someone there. It was a new convert who had been pretty wild. <laughs> Temptation. Okay. Yes. To make a long story short, I slept with her. They did sex. Wait. <laughs> to make a long story short, I slept with her. Not too long. Just a couple of weeks. Ooh. Like, not, like, quickly, whatever. Yeah, I know, not I, too long. I was in and out. And yeah, in a couple of weeks. Nobody was satisfied. Yeah, she really came on to me, and then she dumped me for a guy she got lined up with. Naturally, I didn't tell my friend. Cut lined and up a, with what? So she was like matched up with somebody in the morning. I, I, again, I'm not aware of the culture, but I'm I'm extrapolating from my own experience with the religion I was raised in that maybe there is you know these you know church groups. I don't know if Catholics do this, but in you know Protestant religions, I was raised Methodist. There's always like singles groups. Yeah, and it's a place for Methodist singles to meet other met. You know, it's yeah. nothing. That's kind of how it goes. And some people just do it to make, to find a partner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially yeah. a lot of the guys. Yeah. They expect the women to, to, to be religious because they think, you know, who else is doing this? But a lot of the guys are like, yeah, I don't care if the woman's religious. Like, what has that got to do with me? Like she could be, at, go ahead. At least, you know, it's like, at least, you know, like, okay, so she's religious. I don't know if they... So they're either just trying to like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel or that they're just not like, they do want a wife that is going to be like dutiful and yeah. obedient. So they, they like some of the aspects of the beliefs, yeah, but they're not going to do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, whatever. Whatever. Um, every religion. Yeah. Um, and, well, in a lot of cultures too, like if you're not a religious person, which I'm not, and I have some friends who are religious, I know there are some things that I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's a part of their belief. Like they're, they want to do this. They want to treat people this way. They want to eat this fine, whatever. Um, but it just seems weird if you're not into the religion to go to the dating circle. Yeah. But whatever. So what um, happened? So, so there. naturally I didn't tell my friend, of course she found out, <laughs> you know, she's outraged and has put a block on her phone. So I can't call her. Well. She's, and I like this language It's the nineties, right? She put a block on her phone. She says our friendship is dead. She feels like I betrayed her and her church. Yeah. She brought a wolf into the fold. 
she brought a wolf into the fold, etc., etc. He writes, so his whole he's heard this before. Um, I've apologized over and over, but to tell you the truth, I'm still kind of reeling over being dumped by the other one. <laughs> we've been friends, we've been friends a long time. I'd never lead her on, even though she told me a few months ago that she was quote unquote in love with me. Sex wasn't why I got involved with the other girl, but she thinks it was. I think we could be friends, but now that it's clear what I've been telling her all along, that I wasn't interested. How do I get her to talk to me about this? Uh, the answer is you don't. Um, <laughs> you don't. don't need to think about this, but you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't, because she doesn't. She Leave needs, her alone. Leave her she alone. got the information she needed about you. Yeah, she already knows what you're all about, and she has no time for you, regardless. Yeah. She put a lot of like emotional, um, she invested emotionally into this guy. Now, again, I don't know the culture or their religion. I don't know what type of Mormonism they're talking about, but is it maybe like he, he should know though, right? Yeah. He, he should know how she feels about these things. He's in her group. He's around the culture. Um, maybe this is something that's not forgivable. Right. <laughs> and in any case, if she wants to talk about it with him, let her come to you. Yeah. And otherwise, but otherwise walk- don't come and you come into the group and you're like porking everybody. Yeah. Just using her to get into the group to find people to sleep with. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So or worse, he's just in there hunting around like, Hey, there's a lot of broads in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that he's going to carry on and not say anything and not even open up as a friend to her. Yeah. Person. Because I don't know about with Mormons, but I know growing up the the ratio of male to female in my church was like ninety five percent female. Yeah. Um five percent pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I don't know if that's what you observed. Kind of, yeah. It was, <laughs> well, no, there were I mean the I dudes had- went dudes went on Father's Day so they could get yelled at. What kind of father are you? Or they would go on the big holidays. Yeah. And then there were there were a handful of families where the father would go weekly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about the game? The ga- oh wait, so I forgot though. Your church is short. Yeah, it's an hour. Yeah, the, the Protestant church competes with the game. Mm. You guys, I've been to mass. You can get out of there in forty five minutes sometimes. Yeah, even on a Sunday. Yeah. Or you can go on Wednesday if you know that the game is going to be hype. Not Wednesday, no. I thought Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening there was a mess. No, sun Saturday night you can go. No, we had there was a midweek one at the Catholic school that I went to. They, they could have masses every day of the week. Real okay. Yeah, you can do it, but the ones you have to go on Sundays, and they count Saturday night as Sunday. <laughs> That's a tough night. So if to you want really, so if it's like a Saturday night and you want to go to that, how I, early does it start? Five o'clock mass on a Saturday. Oh, great! I like it. And then you're I at like six and get on, okay. and then you can sleep in the next day. You don't. Oh, I love this. Hungover. You know what? I I went to church a couple times. My 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 best friend. I'll just give her initials K O'Brien. When I was a kid, and I thought it was awesome. We we were in and out of there, no problem. Yeah, and you get your exercise. There's a lot of kneeling, yeah. standing, sitting, kneel, stand. Sit. So we would we would have I would have the sleepover, um, and if I did it on a Saturday, yeah, we could we could hit the early mass on a Saturday. Boom! Sunday morning, we're watching a, a VHS of like a Chevy Chase movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we're, we're killing it. We're out in the front yard, you know, looking to see what trucks go by. Oh, look, it's a slice truck. We love slice. <laughs> you know, diet slice. Yep. So here's the advice. Yeah, let's um, Dear Blewett. <laughs> Blewett. <laughs> Tracy says, you're really out of line. She has every right to be angry. I'd suggest you join another group and start over. She's like, get the step in. Once she told you she was in love with you and you kept up your relationship, you assume some obligation to adhere to the values you supposedly share. Or at least not, 90s alert, 90s alert, or at least not diss her by jumping into bed with someone you met in her house. Yeah, no she, kidding. I'm sure the whole group knows about it. And she's the let, only one that doesn't. Right? Let this be a lesson to you. Never, ever betray a woman and expect her to love you. Yeah, no kidding. You didn't just betray your relationship. You betrayed the values you both shared. He didn't share those values, but I hear what you're saying. He said he did. By being at the meeting, right? Yeah. Um, You could try abject repentance. That's what I was going to go with. Abject repentance. Yes. Appealing to her sense of forgiveness. Uh, But I'm afraid it's going to be tough to redeem yourself with her in this group since everyone knows what you did by now she could hardly be friends with you without having her group think she's befriending the enemy some damage is just not repairable yeah it's not and he just on all counts was just like shady you know it's it's a weird situation that um you know mixing like having a church group for singles because I don't know. I feel like that's like muddying the, you know, Yeah. it always seemed odd to me. My church didn't do it because we were like, you know, I come from a town where everyone is the same religion. You know, it's just like a bunch of black Methodists and you have your occasional, you know, someone's of a different religion, but that didn't stop people necessarily from intermarrying because it was mostly Protestant. Yeah. And there's not a huge, huge difference, but like in this situation, if you're, going to these like Mormon singles meetings, like you, you should really be, there must be some rules. And even, even if they're not written down, you know, some kind of agreed upon conduct of behavior, because it's not just the singles meetup. It's also about their beliefs, right? Yeah. (laughs) So try to keep it clean in there. Keep it clean. But yeah, I know it's kind of like, but if you want to meet somebody that shares the same religion and values, then that's what it's there. Yeah. For. But yeah. Like everyone who is there at the meeting has agreed on a set of values. Yeah. But he's remember what's he's, he doing in he's there? He's the pilot and he's, you know, flying in and out of town. And then there's the, the woman that he slept with. She's probably thinking like, Oh, great. <laughs> like, yeah. Now what, now what about her? Now she's, yeah. It's just a mess. It's a mess. Well, she, so yeah, well, he, she was trying to get her life together, right? She had a past, and now she's like, like, look, I got. Yeah, so it's like she has a past. She gets in there, and she's trying to, you know, get with a, a nice guy, right? Or meet people. Maybe just meet people. Actually, maybe it's not even about hooking up. Maybe it's about like people who aren't married who want to do things, you know, yeah. go out, whatever. Um, and this guy's in there, like putting it around. <laughs> You know, with his like tight Mormon pants or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> he's a pilot, you know. Sexy. Yeah, he's coming on. He's he's really bringing it some Salt Lake City, you know. He's got his wings on his lapel. Yeah. It's like, oh. 
I'm pretty sure he shouldn't have slept with anyone in that group. Yeah, he shouldn't. Like, I think I know enough about the Mormon religion to know that they frown upon um, extramarital or premarital sex. Maybe. Yeah, they probably I, do. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. You're allowed to have a I'm, couple of wives, but you're not allowed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, but that's wives. This yeah. is, you know, this is rando women who used to be wild. Yeah. You're already a pilot. <laughs> Live in the, you know within the dream you're on thin ice so yeah that's a i like dr tracy i like her in the 90s yeah dr tracy 90s tracy yeah like i looked at some of other things she's got someone some that involved the the gay community and she's just giving the same advice doesn't care if they're gay <laughs> she's like you're a fool yeah stop putting it around stop putting it around you know mm. so yeah dr what do you have well, I have this, this is an article about a little town in upstate New York. It goes something like this. Yeah, it's called, uh, a small town in upstate New York voted to keep the name swastika. Great. Saying the town founders named it after the Sanskrit word and not mm-hmm. the symbol associated with the Nazis. That's something that a lot of people don't know is that symbol is. It's an old symbol and they ruined it. They totally ruined it. For everybody forever. Yeah. Um, and it, the Sanskrit word means well-being. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because you, if you do um, any research, like art history kind of stuff, I remember when I was in college seeing that um, art and seeing the swastikas all over it and being like, what <laughs> on earth yeah. is going on here? Yeah. And then looking into it and being like, oh my goodness, these people were using these symbols for generations and then this asshole, Comes now it's life. ruined. So they said the board, you voted unanimously to keep it. And they said, we regret that individuals for out of the area, the lack of knowledge for the history of our community become offended when they see the name. So the members of our community that the board represents, it's the name of their, that their ancestors chose. Um, Why didn't they just add to the name? Like Swastikaville? No. Swastika Berg. That's worse. <laughs> Berg is worse. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, like, you know, sw- swastika taken yeah, from there's the another, ancient Sanskrit. There's, you know, there's another neighborhood town in Colorado. And in 2019, they voted to change their name from Swastika Acre to Old Cherry Hills. And yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they like, could have. They, you you could choose another word in Sanskrit. Yeah, but the area that has a similar meaning, right? The area had once been home to a Denver land swastika company, a company that chose its name before the Nazis adopted the swastika symbol. Sure, and it, I mean, and there are people in my family and my my parents, not my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation. There were tons of Adolfs, and now we have none. Yeah, right. Like sometimes things just don't, you know, the mustache is out too. Yeah, right. And it's, it's, um, they say swastika means good fortune. Um, For some. Yeah. And so, and people used to, in, in, it was a sacred symbol in, in Hinduism, Buddhism. Yeah. Is it Jainism? And other beliefs. Oh, Jainism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it used to adorn the walls and houses and temples. This was way before. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. If you Google stuff, you can see, you know, the carvings. And it's. I've seen it woven into tapestries and things like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, 
Uh, I see their point. Look, you know what? As maybe it will um, get people to investigate what it is. I would love to see that symbol reclaimed, like the same way that we have to reclaim language sometimes. Yeah. Well, maybe is that what we'll do instead of having it fester and and turn into something it was never meant to be? Maybe, yeah. I mean, it only... 7,000 year old symbol. And just because this little blip, not a little blip, but you know, it is, it is though. In this, if you look at like, it's not a blip for Western history, but for the East, they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are just getting started with your year two thousand. Yeah, (laughs) I think the Jewish New Year was like it's like it's like five thousand something. Yeah, so why turn it, it like? It turned into a hate symbol, but why keep giving it more power and making it turn into something? I, I don't know. Maybe we should just re-examine. No, that. no, I, I'm not, I'm starting to come around to that. I mean, what I was like, maybe it'll make people investigate what it is because it, it would be great to take that symbol away from the Nazi party and they should, they should get another symbol, like maybe just like a big L on the forehead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like something that really symbolizes what, what they stood for, yeah. which is absolutely nothing of value whatsoever. Right. Agreed. Um, and it, it's only, I, but I only think about the Nazis when I see the black and the red. And an armband. But when you, if you look at it um, in the in the sense that you're talking about and you see the repetition of it and how the different colors and the way that it's used, they only really use it one way. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, they were into um, figuring out what kinds of, they were into like supernatural powers. Like they wanted. Yeah. They wanted to discover like what symbols and what um, artifacts maybe held powers that they could use to. Which to me is so crazy. Yeah, because they weren't kidding with Raiders of the Lost Ark. They were looking. No, but it's like that's what you want to devote your culture to. Yeah, like Like finding finding out the secrets of all the other cultures that you were trying to destroy. Yeah, and get the power. Use it for your own. Oh, yeah, that that worked really well for them, too. Yeah, right. (laughs) That worked out. That's how that works. In fact, you know, that's what you do. Yeah, you... It's so bizarre. Yeah. So where is Swastika? Upstate New York? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think swastika is one of those weird words that a lot of people, if they see it, might not even know what it is. Yeah. I imagine people saying, like, yeah, we're going to Swatika for the weekend. Yes, Swatika. It's, it's, <laughs> north of, it's north of Lake Placid. Of course. Just so you know. And across the river from Burlington, actually. Wow, which is like the opposite of that. Yeah. In Vermont. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.